MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the Bonus on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Thanks so much. You know, um, I want to start the day with some thoughts on the resignation, retirement, firing of, of Bob Huggins. And um, look, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm I'm pissed off. I'm upset. I'm perturbed. But I'm. It's not that I'm perturbed at Bob Huggins or upset at Bob Huggins uh, because I supported him keeping his job after he made some offhanded remarks on a Cincinnati radio station. I stand by that. Like I'm not a fire guy because somebody says something that. Though super offensive, you go back to 20 years ago, it was still offensive, but dudes laughed and chuckled. And some of it was also kind of the uh, the show he was on in that they they never pushed back against it. So um, it, it just, the whole thing felt awkward, old man-ish and weird. And yeah, I, I had no problem with 
punishing him. I just didn't think that was the time to cancel him. What I'm upset about is, um, and, and look, maybe Bob Huggins is an alcoholic. Maybe that's the story. He's an alcoholic, and so I should have um, a little bit more understanding or empathy for him. That, that'd be fair, right? A, a little bit more understanding or empathy for him. Uh, my pr- The problem with that, okay, the problem with that is he'd had multiple DUIs at West Virginia. He essentially got fired at Cincinnati because of a DUI. And West Virginia, in his contract, he had a driver. Like, it's one thing to go, hey, like all of us, you should Uber. We should all Uber. If you get something to drink, don't drive. Right? Uber, Lyft, call a friend, or just sit this one out, dude. Have somebody come pick you up. But when you're the highest or second highest paid state employee, and in your contract, you have a driver, and you've had multiple DUIs while working for West Virginia. Like, that's just offensive to me. And I'll take it a little bit further. I was hit by a drunk driver like seven years ago, driving the West Side Highway in New York. And I'll never forget, you know, my kids were were, were landing from a, a vacation trip, and I was supposed to pick them up from the airport. It was late at night. I was driving on the West Side Highway, and a guy blew a .24. And he nearly ended everything in my life. My, you know, you talk about all the things that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have seen. And so, yeah, maybe it's a little bit selfish. But it's the, nothing's more selfish than getting behind the wheel and drinking. Remember, a point two one. if he's 260 pounds, a point two one over four hours, that's 15 beers. Right? You drink 15 beers and get behind the wheel of a car. You're, you're lucky. He was lucky. He got pulled over at 830. If it was earlier, there was a Taylor Swift concert right near there at uh, at Heinz Field or whatever they call the field now. So I'm not, a, I think Bob Huggins had a great career. My interactions with him have all been positive, but I have zero level of patience or tolerance for n- not just a guy who has a DUI and a, Let's just be honest. There's no good DUIs, but that's a bad one. 0.21 is egregious. But, bro, you have a driver. You have a driver. That level of selfishness is disgraceful. And, yeah, I I can still respect you as a basketball coach and all the things you've done, but, man, you, you have run amok if that's how you purport yourself. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now. <laughs> What's up, the Fox? This is College Football Hall of Famer LeVar Arrington saying this about Nick Saban's complaints about the college football playoff. It's not always about, on paper, the best team. And that, to me, that's the beauty of the game. It's, it's really about, can you win weekend and week out? Can you deliver the goods? And sure, you can you can take one setback. In in the college playoff era, you can take one setback. But don't be complaining if you took two. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's there's a team out there that probably only has one loss that should have had just as much a right to be able to be in that playoff to try to see if they could match and test what their one loss uh, record is against some other un, un you know teams that haven't undefeated or one loss teams. They should get to test themselves over a two loss team. They just should. I, I completely disagree with Lavar. Everything depends. Right, only because you had lost one last game. Who did you play? Right, if we're talking about last year with with Alabama, the two losses were, you know, on a on an incredible field goal at Tennessee in front of a hundred and ten thousand people, and um, 
in a kind of crazy sequence. Was it was a two-point conversion that LSU came back in one, on the road in Death Valley against LSU. Two incredible teams, right? Remember, when, when they lost to Tennessee, Hennon Hooker was still playing. So, I just, I can't help but, but point out, it all depends, right? Losing at home, even in the SEC, not all schedules are alike. And I'm a Big 12 alum, a Big 12 wonk. I have no problem telling people where my allegiances lie. But I'm also realistic and understand that the, the SEC is a better league. A better league. And the, the Big 12 is also very difficult because you play nine conference games, play everybody in your league. And then if you play your conference championship game, oftentimes, as was the case last year, you're playing a team twice. So I, I just don't make definitive statements of, well, if you lose one last game, then you get in over a team and lose two. Why? Why? That's silly. We're not going to do that when the college football playoff expands. Shouldn't do it now. Here's Dan Patrick. He had this exchange with Wyndham Clark. How has your life changed, let's say, in the last 36 hours? Um, I don't think it's really sunk in, um, but I'm in New York City right now and not at uh, a tournament or a range practicing, so I'd say that changes a little bit. Uh, the difference between being the hunted as opposed to a hunter you know, the back nine where now they're coming after you. Uh, what was that feeling like? Had to be different because you haven't been in that situation, but what's the, the game plan? Yeah. Um, you know, I was in that situation a little bit at the Wells Fargo Championship, which is about five weeks ago where I got my first PJ Tour win. Um, so as far as that, I felt a little comfortable doing that. Definitely makes it a little easier than trying to go make birdies on a back nine at the U.S. Open. But it's also tough, too. I mean, I lost my focus a little bit on the 15th hole, short par three, where I took a three-shot lead, and I kind of just zoned out and didn't really have a clear target, and I hit a terrible first shot. And um, So the, the hardest thing is really keeping your focus and trying to stay in the moment versus thinking about, man, I have a three-shot lead. All I have to do is just par in, or you know, and we got this. So, um, But I would choose being the hunted versus the hunter anytime. Yeah, it's leading at a major and leading at any tournament, it's just so very different. Right. Um, and at, and it's, it's not one in which you can be super conservative, especially when, you know, you're at the U S open. If you're too conservative and then you make a mistake, now you set yourself back. I thought that, that, you know, again, he's talking about 15. That of course is after Rory's bogey and his birdie at 14, where it felt like this deal is a wrap, right? Three shots, three holes to go. No way he, no way he loses. And then he lost his focus. Um, but thankfully there wasn't anybody who could make the charge. It, 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 it's one, it almost is like a win and a half winning a major and then winning a major when you haven't won a major before. You haven't really been in contention a major four. Feels like it's even more impressive. And and maybe there's the, well, because he hasn't done it, he doesn't know what it's like, you know, to blow it. But I still think everybody in golf, you play golf long enough, you know what that feeling is like. And all of a sudden you just, you get tight. Here's Colin Cowherd on the NBA. Whereas Beal's an imperfect fit, Aiton is a toxic one. So, DeAndre Ayton gives you about 18 points a game, 10 rebounds. But he views himself as more of a scorer. And 18 points is nothing to 
laugh at. So now with Beal, Booker, and KD on that roster, Aiton will never get looks, and he tends to pout if he's not included in the offense. So he is now a bad fit in Phoenix. Good player, not great, good player, bad fit. Because he pouted last year when he had to guard Jokic and wasn't getting shots. Well, now you add Bradley Beal. He's never going to get looks. So a story came out yesterday that the Phoenix Suns are getting lots of calls Andre Andre Ayton. Of course they are. He's an 18-10 athletic big. He's owed $105 million, but not $150, not $170. It's not that punitive. The move that makes sense to me on this, I'll throw it out there, is the New York Knicks. Huh? Um, I'm going to disagree with Colin. Unless he knows something about Mitchell Robinson. Like, if you want to hand the Phoenix Suns an NBA championship, right? If you want to hand the Phoenix Suns an NBA championship, sure. I like Mitchell Robinson. Tremendous shot blocker. He's exactly what Phoenix needs. I would disagree in terms of him being a bad fit because I do think DeAndre Aiden is a scorer. He's a scorer more than a defender. He's not truly a rim protector. But with the three guys having the gravity that they have, you know, especially when you you know you have Booker, you have KD, and now you have Brad Beal, that leaves DeAndre Ayton single covered, and he's going to score on single coverage. If anything, it helps him offensively. But I, I don't see the Knicks valuing his scoring above that of Mitchell Robinson's defense. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's find out who's annoying Jason Stewart. And now... It's your annoying. Hey, Doug, I want to get the listeners up to speed on this David Freeze story. So David Freeze uh, was voted by the fans to be inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame. He was voted by Cardinal fans to be inducted into their team's Hall of Fame. He declined the um, induction. And just doing some uh, deep digging here because it's not available uh, on the surface. David Freeze was going through some tough time with uh, with depression and alcohol and whatnot, and he truly does not feel that he gave uh, the Cardinals or the Cardinal fans the best him. It represents kind of a downtime in his life. Though they won the World Championship and though he was a big champion, a big uh, part of that. He doesn't feel like he's worthy of accepting uh, this honor. I think his reasoning and his statement is a noble. Um, David Portnoy of Barstool disagrees. David Freeze made headlines. He got inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame, so he declined it. Riggs, you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, just like just an all-time asshole move. There was more there, but all-time asshole move is what Portnoy calls it um i don't know how informed he was when he said this but i did that, see that wasn't, I, that, that wasn't that wasn't portnoy though right that was Riggs. that that's the cardinals fan i thought it was portnoy okay no, portnoy I, asked the question oh okay Riggs was the one who answered okay if, if, if we're fair whatever the exchange is here i don't know how informed either of them were of this but i did see this sentiment online they're not the only ones who thought david freeze was a dick for doing this um so I guess that's that's what I'm annoyed by is the the negativity about this decision that if you dig a little deep it looks kind of a noble decision, no? I don't know if it's noble, but I think that like look, if we're going to be honest, this is what sucks about Barstool. Okay? They they are the their message their 
And I, I think the world, by the way, of Big Cat, I consider him a friend, and it's not everybody over there, but the general mantra with how they do things is they're basically message board guys that talk a lot of shit, and sometimes it revolves around sports. Um, this is a really unique thing. It's a really, it's a lot like, do you remember the ad? And it does feel completely implausible. The ad where there's a basketball game and it's at the end of like a championship game and the ball goes off a kid and yet his team gets the ball back and he's like, no coach, I touched it. I touched the ball, right? And you're like, no fucking way would anybody, any kid ever in their right mind at the end of a championship game who accidentally deflects the ball and then gets a reprieve and gets some, no way would they actually tell on themselves, right? That's what David Freeze is doing. And, and I, I, I don't know if there's much altruism as much as what you said, which is like, hey, this wasn't a great time in his life. And oh yeah, by the way, David Freeze came up with two of the most incredible hits in the history of baseball. We talked about this when we listed our favorite baseball World Series, whatever moments of all time. People forget game six of the World Series. They were down to their last strike twice. And David Freeze saved them twice. It's amazing. But nobody does this. Nobody does it. And the all-time asshole move is to completely in a completely uninformed way, act like you know what you're talking about because you're a fan of the Cardinals and call a guy who's been through a lot of shit and look, he's been put himself through a lot of it. An a-hole when he's just going like, look, I'm not at the level of Ozzie Smith, Matt Holiday, um, Bruce Albert Suter, Pujols, Blue Bruce Brock. Suter. I mean... Uh, even Uncle Charlie's, you know, you know, and Matt Carpenter and all these guys like I'm not at that level. So um, the Riggs guy. OK, just so you know, dude, you're a fucking asshole. OK, because here's the reality to it. Reality to it. Okay? Um, I'm very close with one of his former teammates, as most people know, and close enough with a couple of other teammates as well as people who covered the team. When David Freeze came up with two of the biggest hits in one game, game six of the World Series, when the Cardinals were down to their last strike, when he came up with those two hits, you as a Cardinal fan celebrate that as the greatest moment in Cardinal history or in your lifetime or maybe for, for you, for David Freeze. David Freeze, it's been well documented that He had a a substance abuse problem. And by all accounts, he doesn't want to have that immortalized. He doesn't want that memory to be triggered every time. He's in a much healthier space now. And so guess what he gets to do? Decide if, hey, I don't want to be. And listen, maybe it's an inner um, internal, not shortcoming, uh, insecurity, right? that he I doesn't think he's worthy. But the reality to it was, that's a dark place that he was in. Dark, dark place. And so while you may celebrate it, it's about him and his accomplishment, and he doesn't want it celebrated with the rest of the all-time St. Louis Cardinal greats. 
So the all-time asshole move is to, and this is, again, this is the problem I have with the Barstool guys. Not all of them, because, like, Big Cat's great. Uh, PFT commentator, those guys are awesome. They, what's the dude who does the interviews, the Sunday interview thing? Like, that guy's freaking hilarious. They do some really funny, fun shit. Okay, but you got a, they kind of made their way into this space by being the fucking assholes that say shit that they don't know anything about. And this is the perfect example. This is low-hanging fruit that is message board commentator given, in, given, a, given a, uh, a microphone and saying, oh, it's an asshole move to keep yourself out of the hallway. No, it's not, dude. He's in a dark place. It's not a memory he wants to have. And if he doesn't want to be recognized in the Cardinals Hall of Fame, God bless him. Yeah, it's a, it's annoying to get on him for something like this. Unless there's not unless there's something I'm not seeing. Uh JJ Watt is uh according to Andrew Marshan, um considered to be a favorite by CBS Sports to do uh TV work this fall. Perfect. I'm not a big T uh JJ Watt fan. No. Uh, he annoys me. I think he's a douche, but um I don't think he's a well, I don't think he's a douche. I, I just think that he's it's way everything is way too scripted, right? Yeah, like it's like, ooh, how do I? Which is, it feels like CBS. I was gonna say to me, he really cares about his image, and it's typically in a positive way, and he he wants to pump people up. That's boring television. Like, I don't want a guy who's concerned about everything he says. I don't want a guy who measures everything he says about how does this look. That to me, that's Drew Brees. Um, that's Jason Garrett. Any of these uh, also rants. All right, so um, that's annoying to me. And then the third candidate today is uh, Mariah Mills. Uh, our listeners could Google "not safe for work" just out of journalistic integrity. Yeah, don't, don't don't Google at work. Yeah, don't Google at work. Right. How about that? Yeah. Um, and then clear your search engine. Ah. Yeah. When you're done. Well, no, you could use the incognito, which is what I was just about to say. Um, I Just out of in- journalistic integrity, I took a look at Mariah Mills's uh, work. I did some homework just to see what I was uh, going to talk about in this segment. Uh, incognito. Um, yeah, she's done everything, and she does it pretty well. Um, she's about to destroy the personal life of Zion Williamson. I know you you had a great basketball angle on this in the radio show. I want to go dirty uh, personal level here. She wants to, or at least is threatening to release a sex tape that she has. I don't doubt that she has a sex tape. I think it's illegal and I think she would serve a lot of time and he could sue her and all that stuff, but she has, she's holding it over his head. And then she also released overnight a bunch of text messages about a, a wire transfer that he uh, said he was going to do and he didn't. So it's like, it's getting really dirty. It's getting very ugly. And I think it's so classless and despicable. Um, and, that's it's annoying. The whole thing is annoying to me. Um, yeah, I mean, blackmail has a tendency to be annoying. It truly really does. <laughs> yeah, blackmail tends to get ugly. It just really does. Um, I also think what's interesting is if there's really a sex tape, Zion would probably be the first person in uh, history of famous people to not benefit from a sex tape. 
Right? Doesn't everybody benefit from a sex tape? I mean, isn't that really what, that's what happened. Kim K, right, had a sex tape, didn't she? She seems to be doing okay. Uh, Pam Anderson has made an entire life off of Baywatch and a sex tape. So not only is she essentially, she's blackmailing him. And by blackmailing somebody because of sex, she's a prostitute. In addition to those things, she also, or maybe Zion, not calculating the fact that a sex tape, while initially doesn't feel great, probably helps you in the long run. Who's the most annoying? I'd say the David Freeze situation is the most annoying. Because we act like we give a shit about people's mental health and about their well-being and about people staying off of drugs. And then we realize that we don't actually. We just want to make fun of them when they try and make mature decisions after they've gotten off of drugs. People make fun of David Freeze for what he's done. Yeah, I know! Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. All right, give me the setup on the sound. I was watching this last night live. Uh, Dan Byer got me. Dan Byer got me into a Survivor pool, and I I watch random things like Tigers Royals on a Monday night for this reason. And uh, Spencer Torkelson was up with the bases loaded, one out, and took a close pitch. And this is how it went. Can't stand it. <laughs> so we couldn't hear that. Uh, Can we hear it one more time? Let's, let's... Go ahead. Strike three called. Torkelson can't stand it. Oh my fucking God. What are you fucking looking at? <laughs> Spencer Torkelson of the Tigers. I love it. I, lo- I love that Nat sound, right? Where you get it. Can I hear that one more time? Strike three called. Torkelson can't stand it. <laughs> Why do we play that? Because we can. All right, let me give you my pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Oh, man, I gave you one shitty pick yesterday on Major League Baseball, right? I did. I, I didn't think Max Scherzer would return to form and be... Well, old school Max Scherzer. Um, The Angels throw out Reed Detmers. Reed Detmers against the Dodgers at home tonight with Clayton Kershaw. How do I think this will go? The Dodgers are favorites. The Angels are the hotter team. The Dodgers are the better team. It's Dodger Stadium South. Let's just be honest. Even though it's at the Big A, there'll be probably, what, three quarters blue hats there? I'm going to take Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers to uh, to win. And the over-under is eight and a half runs. I'm going to go under on that. Uh, Detmers does have a 4.48 ERA, but this feels like a Kershaw game where he pitches pretty well. Uh, by the way, 76 and sunny, not a cloud in the sky in Southern California. Uh, I'm going to take the Dodgers to come down and beat the, beat the Angels, and I'm going to take the under the eight and a half. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show, which if you listen to the pod, it follows this. Or tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com or the iHeartRadio app. I'm Doug Gottlieb. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.